0: Thank you so much, for this opportunity to share what God has done in the mission field, and then what God has to give us His word through the Exodus. So I was not nervous. I was at peace while I was sitting on the over there. But when I come up here, I'm really nervous but I know still some of you to pray for me, and then surely my wife will keep praying for me. Because I'm not just a native speaker, so I'm not good at speaking in English, so I hope you may understand where well my poor poor English, and then God will help you. Uh, I knew the, the Galvary Vision Church is the it's quite a long time ago, so like 2006. And since then, I really like the Galilee Vision Church because this is the multicultural church, which is the, the God told us, God showed us. This is the scene of the kingdom of, the God, kingdom of God in heaven. The Revelations chapter 5 and 7, told us people from every tongue Every tribe, every generation will praise, will worship God one day. That's the kingdom in heaven. So, when I see this Galilee Vision Church, uh, I taste the kingdom of God in heaven in this world that I love. It's, we have the white and black and the Korean or American or Hispanic or Old and young, boys and girls, every generation we gather together in this place to worship God. This is the kingdom. This is God's kingdom. He wants us to worship Him like this congregation. So I'm a missionary, and there's the, my family is a missionary family. So, so let me introduce my family first. And then so we'll see this, the, how God walks in our mission field and then sharing this the God's word from the Exodus. So I have this wife and two daughters. Would you mind to comfort? forward? So, because they prepared something to, to, to worship God. So... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It is well with my soul. It is well. Are you well with your soul? This is the message we're going to see later. It's from the Exodus. But anyway, so... My family came to the Americas last September as our second follow, And then we've been serving the country in Central Asia, and then, can you read that word? I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> we, we read the word in local language in Kyrgyzstan, Kyrgyzstan, but you don't pronounce it way. the words to so I don't know, it's the, maybe it's the Kyrgyzstan or Kyrgyzstan, I don't know exactly. But it's the, it's the we've been served. It's the nation we've served since 2007. This country is located in Central Asia and surrounded by the China and Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. This is the reported around eighty five percent of populations are Muslim. But the place where I live in I live is called Oshishiti. There is almost one hundred percent Muslim. But there are some Christian as well. Around is the eighteen churches in the OSHI city. The last years, I just before I left my town, I visited all of the churches around around in Oshi, and then I counted all of the believers who worship God in that city, and there are around is five hundred believers in Oshie city, and we assumed the. Population of the Oshi city is less than almost five hundred thousand people live there. So, can you imagine how many percentage of Christianity in Oshi city is zero point zero zero one percent evangelization? But the place where I served for last ten years. It's called Usgen District. It's quite a small, smaller town compared to Oshi City. It's almost 250,000 people live there. When our church planting team started ministry, there was no existing church at all in that time, 2009. Since Kyrgyzstan became independent from the Soviet Union in 1991. Any of the missionary has not worked the area until 2009. Even local evangelists came to that town and worked, but they could not stay longer because they were kicked out of town. Because there are 100% Muslims live there. They are strong Muslims. Then who would walk there? There are 250,000 people who have not been heard of Jesus Christ. If there is no one has come to this town and shared Jesus Christ, who can be saved by Jesus Christ? that touched our team, American family and Brazilian family, and our family. So we decided it's the place God wants us to plant church among Muslims. So we decided we started our ministry from then. All our all of our families live in OSHI. It's, and then the so American missionary and I went to this town every day. In the beginning, we did not know what we should do. So, what do you think is that we should do for planting church among Muslim? So nothing. We can. We were not allowed to share gospel among Muslim people. If we did, we may be arrested. We may be kicked out of the country because it's a Muslim country. But there is the one thing we can do. there's one thing we can do. Pray. This is the only thing we have to in Muslim country. Many people think, oh, missionaries have to work on it honestly. Do not stop to share gospel. They need to do their best to share as much as they can. They need to go. Even though it's the enemy, they need to do everything they can. That's true. We should work like that. But you know, the, the, like a closed country, like it's a Muslim country, as a missionary, there are not many things to do. Because even, we, even those who we share the gospel, they don't listen to us. They just reject us. Even though we share a gospel, some of them would report us to police. Here is the most missionary Take them. Throw away. If God does not work, all our works are useless Pray is the best thing to do. In Muslim country, so we set a day. Every eleventh month or so every every eleventh of a month, it's a prayer day for Uzgen. So as a team, we decided, okay, we fast. Together, we asked all our supporters, churches, all the congregations, the, as we knew, let's pray on that day for the Uzbek area. So, Korea, from Korea, America, and Brazil, or other countries all over the world, we prayed for the Uzbek area on that day, every 11th of a month. And can you guess what happened? A house church started among 100 percent Muslim village in 2011. Can you believe? Can you believe? God works when we pray. We baptize. We baptized three ladies in 2013. They were the first baptized believers in Uskan area in history. Now we have the local couple who finished theology study and has served this house church. There are about 12 believers in the church, and more than the 10 children gather together every Sunday to worship God. The last August 2017, we had. Yes, last August 2017, we had a second baptism in Uskin Church. Five young teenagers got baptized. They are the hope of the next generation. So we pray that God bless them for the kingdom of God in Uske. So now I'd like to introduce a family of the church. This family lives an hour far away from the church. It's 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 a remote area. The mother's name is Kargasu, who got baptized at the first in Usuqen. And all families were accepted to Jesus Christ by her. And they attended Usuqen House Church every Sundays. But do you know, the life like this remote area is totally different from your life here. All village people know each other very very well like so we have the problem in Korea, that how many spoons are in the neighbor we know do you understand what I mean so we that much they close each other we know everything about my neighbors what happened to them in the this the life of the village everybody knows about everybody what happened who 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 are going to where. Everybody knows. So this family come to the church every Sundays. It means everybody knows all the village peoples they go to. People usually is the Village people the, usually stay the villages on weekend. They don't go any place because it's the countryside. They just leave this their their house. They stay their house just to hang around. It's the is in town. They don't go other place. But when they sometimes they go to the, the main towns because somebody's wedding or. Well, needed need to go to the hospital or, to, or, buy, or buy, buy some the grocery, or do some business. But they usually go to those, the main town once a month or something like that. But these families, the, every weekend, every Sunday, they go to those, the main town. So everybody wondered, why they go to the main town every week? They wondered. And then these families excuse them. Oh, this week I go to the wedding of my relative, Oh, this week we go to the hospital, somebody's sick. Oh, this week I do some my business in main town. Main town. But, you know, the, they can't tell the village people every week with every different reason. So eventually they were, every, uh, the people in villages got to know they became Christian. And since then, all the village people started to persecute this family. They were their relative, their neighbor, their friend, but they persecuted this family. One day, the, the elders of a village came to this family and asked them, Leave, my, leave our town, go somewhere. We are not allowed to live with us because you are Christian, we are Muslim. The Muslims now allow this anybody Christians to live together, but there is no place they can go. So another day, people came and they threatened them. So I would burn your house one day. Another day, people came and they threatened them. So I would kidna- kidnap your kids. One day, people came. And they really took their cows, their sheep, belong to them. But this family have kept coming to the church, even though this harsh time. They never stopped to pray for their village. Even they pray for their house, turn out a church in the village. They keep their faith. Aitra is a leader of this church. She was kicked out of her house by her husband last year because of her faith. Her husband told her, If you deny Jesus as your Savior, you could come back home. But otherwise, you would not be allowed Back home. She did not deny Jesus Christ. She's lived with four kids at the church since then. She keeps her faith in this difficult situation. This is our outro. Last week, I had a book to read. started with this sentence. Oh no, yeah. It started with this sentence What does God expect from us? Have you thought about it? What does God expect from you? Last week, I was really upset with my two daughters. As, I, as you see, I have 13 years old and 12 years old. And I love my kids. And I want my kids to know it. That's why I am curious, even the smallest things about my kids. So I just hang hang around, hang out with them, and go into their room and then laying on their bed and watching so what they do and question some small things. That my old one told me. Yelled at me, get out. Go out from my room. When I heard it, my heart was broke. I really like to kiss on my daughter's cheek. So I, as I usually as as I usually did, I tried to hug and kiss my second daughter, and then she. Push. I don't like it. I hate it. She's twelve years old. When I heard it, I lost my whole world. Then I read this book. Expect from you. So I questions into what my daughter expect expect from me. If I think. Um night, they have not felt my, daddy, my daddy's love. They have not felt love at all because I did something they don't like. My behavior is something they really don't like. So real love, what's the real love? Real love is for the other side. It is to please the please to other person. The ple- pleasure of the other person become to be my pleasure is the true love. So how about your love for God? We always say, I love you, God. When we pray, We say, I love you. We sing. I love you, Lord. I leave my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul rejoice. But how about the reality? We say, I love you, Lord. And then, we do something God doesn't, does not want. We love I love you, we said, and then we spend every time and money on what I want to. We sing, "I love you," and then we do everything for my pleasure. We let the Bible verse today there is one thing God wants us to do. What the Bible told us, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does God expect from us? Remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. Come and worship me on Sunday. Love me the way I want, not the way you do. In Exodus, God told us to keep the Sabbath because today, Therefore, and made it holy. God expect us to rest on Sabbath day. God wants us to rest this day. God asks us to make it holy because He is our God and we are His people. There is another place talking about the Sabbath day. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 12 to 15. There is the number that you were slave in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of the veil with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. What we need to keep the Sabbath day holy is God's command. He commanded us. To observe the Sabbath day. He did not ask us our favor. He commanded. Because he brought the Israelites out of the Egypt. Because he brought you and I the power of death. If you are truly believing in Jesus Christ. To keep the Sabbath day. It's not the choice of you. It's God's command. Remember the Sabbath day. Make it holy. I want to just look at for wise about the holy. Let's think about the holy for wise. What is your image when you think about holy? I searched Image of holy on Google and I found out those pictures. Do you think that is the holy? No, absolutely not. Then what does holy mean? The meaning of holy is separation, set apart, sacred. The Bible tells us God is holy. It means God, He is distinguished Himself from sin. God cannot be with sin. That's why He is the holy. So when we remember the Sabbath day, make it holy, it means He wants us to set apart Sabbath day from other days. We can do everything in other days. We can walk. He allowed us labors on other days. But he asked us to rest on Sabbath day. He wants us distinguished Sabbath day from other days. So I understand the meaning of the, by keeping it holy. Is we need to set apart the Lord's day from other days. It's the day come to God. It's the day to worship Him. It's the day adore Him. It does not matter how much we pay for keeping it holy. Even those we are kicked out, of our home, like female leaders in Uskan, they cost their life to follow Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how much we cost for keeping Sabbath day. It doesn't matter how much we pay for that. Even though we would have prostitution from our friends, family they may yelling yelling at us hey you are christian hey it doesn't matter to remember sabaste we is worthy above all what do you think god expect from you he expects you by remember sabaste by keeping it holy. He wants us by keeping His day for glorifying Him. We could prove ourselves I am a Christian. I am a God's child. I really want to say to this world, I am a God's people by keeping Sundays set apart from other days. It's the Lord's day, not a day for myself. Let's remember Let's remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy in your life. That's the proof of your faith in the world. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this moment.